As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. 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 And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and then tries to decide if the said media should be tossed into the void of obscurity, never to be heard from again or remembered for all of human history. I'm one of the hosts, Steve, and with me is a man who was banished from the Midnight Society because his stories were just too damn sexy. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's you hell how are you doing steve damn that was a i, I think my my favorite intro uh thanks making. yeah i'm not gonna lie i started thinking about it a few hours ago before uh before we got to this uh well you, you can really tell that that one was at least a few hours worth of uh, thinking <laughs> workshopping uh with your team does that make my team my my team of me and myself and i <laughs> yes yeah, we need to talk about your mental oh, health after the show that's one thing i've always wanted to say like i know you don't spend a lot of time on uh tiktok and i probably spend more than i should but like i always hate those guys that are like let me tell you how to uh how i create like i don't know 80 pieces of content and just like you know two oh, weeks yeah, like, yeah. first i record an episode and then i send it to my team i'm like there's no team man it's just you like they all <laughs> have a team i'm like and if you have a team like i don't know like what are you even doing on tiktok like you have one of your team oh, members do the video but dude i saw one of those guys the other day his whole thing was like okay this is how i create you know 80 pieces of content mm -hmm. uh he went to an article <laughs> copied and pasted the article mm. into an AI that rewords. I it. saw that. Yeah, yeah. I was like Yeah, and and then it's like, okay, well now you can cut this up and then he puts it back through again mm -hmm. to get like another <laughs> Yeah, it's messed up. Like unbelievable. I don't know, it's weird, you know. I mean obviously <laughs> I would I mean both of us would love a, a career either out of YouTube or TikTok or just making content of some kind, but like repurposing other people's content, like that just Seems yeah. like, uh, you know, ripoff or carny behavior, if I could uh, yeah. bring it back yeah. to our uh, to our episode uh, subject today. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, uh, Steve. And uh, speaking of carny behavior, mm -hmm. there is some in this episode uh, of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh, nice transition. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you failed to read the thumbnail or missed one of my many tweets, we're discussing the classic. <laughs> if you missed Steve outside of your door, yeah, yeah well, I, sign. <laughs> I was out on uh, Hollywood Boulevard today with a giant, uh, one of those sandwich boards, flipping it, telling everyone yeah. that we're talking about. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, the original. You know, Steve, that seems like a lot to read for while you're flipping a sign, like you know, for someone that's driving by. Are you afraid of the dark <laughs> on reptilian media? It seems like a lot yeah. for them to like. I made it work. I just said it really it. fast. I was like. Oh, uh, I'm scared of that. Are you afraid of the dark? You gotta go watch it right now. <laughs> oh, that that'll totally work. Oh, yeah. That that's absolutely. Hey, well, the numbers won't lie. When this episode is over, I'm gonna let. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell the whole world how well this uh, this episode is yeah, doing. Yeah, the number, the numbers, the numbers might spell disaster. <laughs> it's as a certain professor would say. It's uh, very possible. So uh, no, this is a, a early uh, early '90s Nickelodeon horror uh, anthology. Uh, geared towards kids. Uh, but before we get into Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, I'd like to know, uh, I mean, this is our first time talking about anything uh, from Nickelodeon. And I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, when I was a young lad, uh, Nickelodeon was uh, pretty important to me because it was the kids channel. You know, you weren't cool if you weren't mm -hmm. watching on Nickelodeon. So what are some of yeah. your earliest? So, so if your family couldn't afford cable, well, I guess I guess you're just a loser in Steve's <laughs> eyes. It's true. Because <laughs> you weren't cool. Yes, yes. So just turn the episode off right now. <laughs> no, 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 please don't. <laughs> we need your your download or your, your sub. Please don't. Uh, yeah. But no, no, what are some of and your hey, earliest? It's free, so it's right up your alley, right? Exactly. Uh, what are some of your <laughs> earliest memories of Nickelodeon? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I, I was real big into uh, Nickelodeon 2 from its early days. Mm -hmm. 
like are you uh you can't do that on television oh, yeah. uh was one of like my favorites of their of their early shows mm-hmm. but yeah I, I really liked all their stuff man like i wild and crazy kids oh yeah classic mm-hmm. you know nickelodeon guts yeah uh, nick arcade that was a little bit later uh, i loved all this stuff on on snick oh yeah yep. which we're gonna talk about right uh um i feel like that are you afraid of the dark came out uh a little bit earlier and then got assimilated into SNCC, I guess, which most of the SNCC stuff was. Um, when I was doing my research, they said it premiered as a special first. Uh, and then I guess it yeah. did so well, they made it into a series. Like, did you watch Danger Mouse when it was on Nickelodeon? I don't think like, so. That's, <laughs> that's my earliest memory of a Nickelodeon. That's like, I mean, I, I swear that must be from like four five years old i just remember that and you can't do that on uh, television in the really really early days of a uh, nickelodeon how about do you remember hey dude <laughs> you remember that show oh, i loved hey dude i was just I, I was at a horror convention uh last weekend mm-hmm. i think it was last weekend and uh yeah they, there was a guy selling like the complete hey dude series on dvd was it a bootleg was, or the act the real deal um it looked like it might have been a legit release mm-hmm. either that or a really nicely done bootleg mm-hmm. but i, I was uh, kind of tempted did, to, uh, uh, to get did it. you go around and impress everyone with your knowledge of uh wnuf and the uh out there halloween mega tape uh you, you know what steve it didn't come up in conversation uh, funny <laughs> no you're supposed to bring it up you're supposed to go hey oh wow. hey kid you think you're into horror? Let me tell you about something that's so obscure, you probably never heard about it. Step into my van. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm, I mean, I really think people should be talking about those movies. But anyway, that's two, a couple episodes ago. Check it out if you want. Um, so uh, are you ready to uh, dig a little deeper into Are You Afraid of the Dark? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, so uh, when did you, like, remember first watching an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And which one was it? I definitely, I watched the original. Uh, like, in fact, this episode I've watched several times. Yeah, that's that's um, why I picked this one, because it's the one that I remember most vividly. And actually being, I think, like, sort yeah. of creeped out by. I think this episode and the one with uh, Zeke the plumber. Oh, like man, I forgot all are. about that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, th- How about the, uh, it's actually two episodes after this, the... Uh, I think it's called the monkey's paw or basically it's a take on that monkey's paw where, mm-hmm. you know, they steal uh, the monkey's paw from some old lady and make wishes. Wow. <laughs> what a description. <laughs> Netflix. Somebody hired this man to write your show descriptions. Hey, that's uh, that's what, uh, you know, five years of a podcasting. Eh, I don't think it's been that long, but that's that's how I got so good. You hell practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, I watched all of the episodes, uh, from the beginning. Uh, I, I think I might've caught it initially on SNCC. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. What, what about you? Yeah. I mean, as I said before, I think I remember it, uh, catching it one Halloween, uh, that it was just sort of like a one-off and then later, uh, discovered that they were making a series out of it. And I was like, yes, uh, that's uh, right up my alley because, you know, there wasn't a, whole lot I, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of mainstream horror back then i mean i don't know about you but at the time this was going on i was watching like tales from the crypt uh at the same time yeah. but i mean i still liked both of them i mean obviously one's a little more r-rated than the other but uh yeah i mean good writing's good Such. writing <laughs> yeah 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 um but as did, did you watch any of the other shows on SNCC? Oh, or, yeah. Uh, I loved uh, SNCC. I mean, from its – I remember the original lineup was – I think it was like Clarissa Explains It All. And then <laughs> I remember we actually talked about Roundhouse uh, several times on previous yeah. episodes. I feel like other people didn't really care for Roundhouse, but I liked it. 
Uh, and then, of course... Well, and, and then they just made, like, a crappier version. Of, I, I loved Roundhouse. I, I think it was just, like, a little too smart. Yeah, a little older audience. than, like, the uh, the audience. Yeah. But but Snick, for, you know, that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be for, like, teens, you right. know, basically. Right, Really cool um, teens. Um, ooh. It was, it, it's for Saturday Night Nickelodeon or something like that, because it aired at Saturdays, mm -hmm. uh, starting at 8 or 9, I can't remember. Yep. Uh, I think some of, like... Uh, didn't Ren and Stimpy start there, too? Yeah, they okay. had... I think Ren and Stimpy was after Roundhouse and right before Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, I guess kind of, I guess uh, some sort of yeah. weird transition till we get to the horror. Yeah. But yeah. And I think at the end was like, uh, didn't have that show Silk Stocking Jr. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, you had to change it over to the USA Network, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. St Steve. Still stockings junior <laughs> it's 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 for uh it's fine it's for kids It'll oh bad well uh and you, they canceled that show real quick because there was uh allegations that the creators were grooming kids uh so uh <laughs> but yeah i remember that one quite well <laughs> uh speaking of stuff that's not for kids um we were talking about this off air we actually got uh retweeted by um, one of the creators of one of our past episodes. Do you remember last Christmas when we talked about your favorite comic book, Chainsaw Reindeer? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember, Steve. Well, the... Didn't that episode get like uh, some kind of like mature rating? No, or that was, uh, for some reason, that was the Tick Mother's Day special. Uh, but, uh, but no, Brandon Rhinus, the writer and creator of uh, Chainsaw Reindeer, and this is only just like a few days ago, because I thought, I'm like, who's retweeting an episode of ours from like a year ago from Christmas? And I'm like, could that be? Is it? And then I went and looked at the comic, and I was like, holy shit, it's him. And I don't think he actually <laughs> listened to the episode, because uh, I'm pretty sure you called him a pedophile or something like that. <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> well, something not favorable, but um, but hey, I mean, he retweeted yeah. it and he liked it uh, or hearted it, if you will. So uh, what I'm trying to say, audience, is that Obscurity Now is on a rocket ride to the moon. So you better you better jump <laughs> on now. Otherwise, you're going to have to catch us on the re the new version of Snick coming up because <laughs> I hear they're hiring 40 year olds to be on Nickelodeon shows these days. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, <laughs> we do have in the chat Pig Dan 20. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> he said, hopefully not by Dan Schneider. Oh, was Man, that? That's yeah. where my, my niece made a uh, remark. Is that that, uh, that Nickelodeon exec that's like kind of in, in trouble <laughs> these days? Is that who that is, Pig Dan? Well, you can just message whenever you're ready. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, continuing with the show, Steve, are you ready to discuss are you afraid of the dark episode two <laughs> yes of season one the tale of laughing yes absolutely so uh just about are you afraid of the dark uh the original season or show the original show ran for seven seasons from 1992 all the way to 1996 it was revived in 1999 and then again in 2019 and overall the original run uh was 65 episodes did you try to catch any of those um those re the revive ones at, at any time no um i haven't uh i'll probably check one out at some point but i did want to point out that dj mikhail the creator mm -hmm. and uh of year for the dark and uh, this episode i think uh he is involved with the new series that's going on right. he's written quite a few episodes yep, i saw that so mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if they're any good or not, but it's hard to argue that it's not at least in line with what the original creator would want since they're writing a bunch of the episodes. Sure. So. Well, I'll tell you. I tried to watch the one. <laughs> <laughs> the tone of your voice tells me that DJ McHale will not be retweeting. I, I mean, episodes. I just felt like, I mean, I got nothing bad to say about him. I'll just say that I just felt like I was too old for it. That's all there is to it. There was, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we are. We should be, right? <laughs> In theory. Technically. Right. Um, I mean, that's, you have to graduate to Tales from the Crypt or it's, lesser new or tales from the dark side uh, or a creep show which is going on now which sadly i wanted to be as good as tales from the crypt but it's not but uh, that's another story so uh the synopsis for this particular episode is 
a kid named Josh decides to prove that a fun house isn't haunted by stealing the nose of the clown who was supposed to haunt the place. He learns that the story isn't fiction when Zebo pays him a little visit. And uh, dun, dun, yeah, dun. this was directed by uh, Ron Oliver. And uh, his uh, first directing credit is actually Prom Night 3. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Prom Nights, <laughs> but I've, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, it's called Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss. And then he has directed other Nickelodeon shows, such as The Secret World of Alex Mack, which we might want to cover someday, uh, Goosebumps, and non-Nickelodeon show, Police Academy of the Series, which must have been great because everyone's still talking about that in 2022. Oh, man. Who who (laughs) doesn't have a favorite episode from each season? Right. And uh, this was written by the show's creator, uh, DJ McHale, as uh, Yehel said. And he previously worked on Ghost Rider, Encyclopedia Brown, and then out of nowhere, the Toxic Crusaders cartoon, which uh, we definitely need to cover that one as well someday. And uh, this was uh, produced by a company known as YTV, which I'm guessing stands for Youth Television. Uh, so who were some of the thespians who was in this episode? Um, before I get to them, uh, just to follow up, Dan Schneider um, is uh, PigDan23 here put it in the mm-hmm. chat. And for those uh, that downloaded the show's podcast, you can listen to us live on Sundays mm-hmm. at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time if you live in a real time zone like me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Good plug. <laughs> Anyways, you mentioned that Dan Schneider was the showrunner for iCarly and Drake and Josh. And yeah, I mean, I do remember hearing about all the allegations uh, regarding him. Just, just to, I won't go into it just to make sure YouTube keeps the uh, this episode up. But yeah, I will say that I saw a picture of that guy, and not that anyone should uh, judge anyone by their cover, but man, <laughs> it looks like the allegations might be true. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. all righty well moving right along to the cast um first up we have christian tessier mm-hmm. tessier playing josh um he uh is one of these people he's still working he's pretty active he's been in tons of stuff mm-hmm. i don't i couldn't see like anything like major that i saw him do the only other thing i recognized that once i saw him on his imdb was he, he was duck in Battlestar galactica uh the reboot huh. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's even had some reoccurring characters on big shows. But, you know, I think that his biggest accomplishment that he should be most proud of is being Mickey in Battlefield Earth. So, <laughs> Big Dad Big Dad is referencing our old uh, a Super Mario show with the cake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm sorry? I was just going to say that that... Uh, that, that clip that basically made us on tiktok anyway moving on yeah all right uh up next we have aaron tager who he's credited as playing zebo um but i guess he's like i guess the whole thing is that the the carney out front is could be could be and they well according there is like a um there's this brief moment where they show him dressed as a clown as the clown you remember yeah yeah okay yeah um anyways uh there is his friend i think this was his friend ross um ouija ouija was his friend oh that's right that's right not a real name anyways that's played by (laughs) daniel finestone who has not been in too much he was in this and then he was in a series of five movies called for better or for worse Mm -hmm. And then the name of the movie, he was For Better or Worse, The Last Camping Trip, For Better or Worse, A Christmas Angel, so on and so forth, finishing with For Better or For Worse, The Babe Magnet. Huh. Steve, have you ever heard of the For Better or For Worse movie series? Uh, For Better or For Worse, uh, no. Uh, Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm glad you mentioned that because this production has quite a few uh, Canadian names in it and some Canadian production companies uh towards the end so yeah this was definitely uh in canada okay. where it was yes but uh anyways there's also a bunch of other people that play like characters in the midnight society and i don't want to spend the entire uh podcast here going over them 
Um, the other person that was important to the story was uh, the other friend, Kathy, mm-hmm. uh, played by Tamar Kozlov, uh, so, who Ouija's I remember. Sister. Once... Ouija's sister. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, played by Tamar Kozlov. Uh, she was active till about 2017, but I remember her uh, for being the sister of Vladimir Kozlov, who beat Undertaker clean <laughs> in a mid-2000 <laughs> SmackDown episode with a power slam. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a uh, well? I heard she did graduate from the Heart Dungeon, so ah uh... <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Wow, well that's awesome. Uh, sh- uh, Pig Dan Twenty had asked, "What is SNCC?" And just for anybody who didn't hear earlier, it was like a block of programming that Nickelodeon did on Saturday mm-hmm. nights, aimed more towards teens. Mm-hmm. You know, you they'd occasionally have some light cursing on these shows, like Hell or Damn. Uh, it was. I don't know. So the shows were just geared more towards like a teenage audience as opposed to children. They didn't get aired like at eight o'clock at night. Uh, for I remember one of the promos for it. It was like, hey, fellow teens, stop making out. We've got some cool shows you should be watching. Eh? Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, teens, don't disappoint your parents by getting pregnant tonight. <laughs> Oh, and Watch round. You sound like Notch Johnson, like at the end when he does his, uh, yeah, spiel. Um, all right. It's the gummy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that is pretty much the important cast for today's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shall we get get dive into the tale? <laughs> yes. Of course, sir. Of I know you're in a uh, a big uh, big hurry. Let's uh, let's do it. All right. So. Uh, I- time right now isn't moving the way it normally does (laughs) all right then space cowboy let's do this all right so we open on a carnival at night uh there's a narrator uh it's uh, one of the midnight society obviously and she's telling us that the carnival was called playland and there was a spook house in there called laughing in the dark and then they cut to inside the spook house and kids scream their heads off at like bad animatronics. It's your typical sort of, uh, you know, fun house, kind of bad carnival ride. Uh, and then it shows uh, mm-hmm. several doors at the end with numbers on them. And this is important for later. Uh, the kids pick door number six and out pops Zebo the clown. And if you've never seen it, basically he's just a statue, uh, kind of a creepy looking clown. I mean, there's definitely right. been creepier uh, in the... Uh, you know, in the history of creepy clowns. Uh, let's see. And uh, and I've got a question here for you. What did your parents ever take you to like a, you know, sort of a questionable carnival or anything like that when you were younger? Man, Steve, I can't remember being to a carnival that isn't questionable. <laughs> uh, they're all like kind of, I don't know. You know, they, o- <laughs> they always seem thrown together very quickly in terms of the rides and the, the structures because they are of course and it's uh funny that you bring that up because there's a new episode of theme park legends uh coming out soon in which i interviewed an actual carney a guy who was basically raised in the carnival oh, business nice. uh so uh but um but yeah like I think one of the reasons why this episode kind of uh, definitely stuck with me and resonated with me when I was younger is that my dad was in the theme park business. Of course, a theme park is a couple of steps above a carnival, but um, but still the same. You know, I guess it's the whole episode is about you know, what if something followed you home from the theme park? <laughs> like, what if you know, what if you kicked <laughs> Mickey Mouse in the shin and then he followed you home and then uh, you know, roughed right, you up right. like and. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, um, then they, we basically cut to the Midnight Society. And in case you don't know who the Midnight Society is, because you've never watched an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? They are a um, diverse group of teens who meet around a campfire and tell spooky stories uh, for our amusement uh, every, like, like basically every Saturday night, more or less. Uh, and... Uh, Christine, uh, she's uh, the blonde member. They say her name later. She stands up and leaves because she says, oh, this is a clown story. I hate clowns. And then the other members make fun of her (laughs) as well they should. Yeah, we're to support. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see. One thing, I mean, I guess we're getting into it a little early, but one thing I like about this episode is that the kids actually act like kids <laughs> uh, in the yeah. way that they rag on each other and make fun of each other. But uh, anyway, so they make fun of her and uh, she stays and says, do your worst. And then 
at the beginning of every um, episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, they've got this sort of magic dust, and they uh, throw the dust onto the fire, and the fire ignites a little bit more, and then they tell you the name of the mm -hmm. story. And this one is called... It's the, the ashes of whichever member of the Midnight Society told the worst stories <laughs> from the year before. Is that true? They, they vote on it at the yeah at the end of the year. They vote on it, <laughs> and uh, if you're at the bottom of the list, you are burned, turned into ash, and now you are used for next year. Wow! Uh, I've always uh, I just completing the circle. Of thank you for confirming that urban legend. I've always heard of it. I just never knew it was mm -hmm. true. Yeah. So yeah, this it's, it's completely true, Steve. <laughs> this one is called Every... the Tale of Laughing in the Dark. And uh, have you, are you a, one of those people who's afraid of clowns? Like, what are your thoughts on clowns? No, you know, it's funny. My, when I lived in Puerto Rico, we would come and visit like every summer to the States where we'd stay with my grandparents here. And my grandmother had a room, it was called the clown room. <laughs> she had maybe like two or 300 clowns in this room. And that's where I would sleep. Oh, wow. Uh, whenever I stayed over. So yeah, the shadows uh, at night, you know, from like the moonlight would definitely make them look a little creepy every once in a while. You know, I'm like six or seven, but uh, that ex yeah. Duh. That explains so much. And uh, you're definitely a guy who should be living in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I want to argue, but I, but I. <laughs> All right. So we cut to the, oh, and by the, I'm not really afraid of clowns either. I don't understand why there's this, I don't know. It's got a name like clownophobia or something like that. And um, yeah. Well, I actually, Steve, uh, they tell us the name of it. Bozophobia, right. I've, yeah, that's, that's a, a medical <laughs> term. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a line that one of the characters right. says uh, in, the, uh, in the episode for those listening. Steve and I aren't this stupid. <laughs> I think you might be right now, but uh, you well, have yeah, a reason. I mean, you have a good reason. So anyway, uh, we are back in the carnival. Three friends walk through Fun World, which is actually a theme park called Laurent Park in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Like, as they were walking, I was like, hmm, I wonder what the name of that, where this was shot, what theme park it's in. And if you're a theme park junkie, there you go. It's Laurent Park in Montreal, wow. Quebec, Canada. N nice job with the research, I, I try. Uh, the, the team's going to be happy when they <laughs> yeah. hear I might make partner this year. Uh, so yeah. they stop at the spook house, and the youngest member is uh, the and only female member is uh, Kathy, and she's the younger sister of Ouija. And then their other friend is Josh. He's the ginger. Uh, and uh, he, she says that she does not want to go into the spook house because she heard it's actually haunted, and her brother Ouija uh, backs her up. And then... Uh, ginger friend josh calls them chicken and uh then he sort of is backing up and he bumps into uh the head carney which that's what he's billed as is just carney and carney he's all like so you don't believe an old zebo do you and he's <laughs> like he says he's in there waiting for you and then he says uh one of the many sort of rhyming mantras that uh goes through this episode and it's uh pick the right door and you'll go free Pick the right, wrong door, and there he'll be. And uh, then he ushers Josh to go into the house, but he declines because it's obvious that he's uh, scared. What do you think of the performance of uh, the the Carney here? I forgot his name. Do, do you remember it by any chance? Uh, the actor, yeah. uh, Aaron T. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of but, uh, Carney here? Oh, he's great as the mm -hmm. Carney. Uh, I really like him. You know, uh, looks the part, sounds the he's part. He's got the bad uh, yellow just... teeth. Like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, the stereotype that I've created in my mind completely unfair to people that work in the carnival <laughs> industry. Yeah. He, he, you know, justifies it to me as a real thing. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like this initial setup. Um, just... And the kids acting is okay. Mm. I mean, kid, kid actors, I don't know. They tend, in my opinion, to not be very good most times. Usually, yeah. Uh, so I'll say, like, no one's great uh, from the kids' side of things. But I've they're fine. They're serviceable. Yep, that's than the you. word that I would use. And I think it's the uh, the writing that really sort of saves the, you know, somewhat mediocre performances at times. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe saying... Kids are serviceable isn't the best way to. <laughs> kids are serviceable isn't the best way to. 
Jesus. <laughs> you need to delete okay, this. Okay, <laughs> moving on. All right. Uh, cut. Too late. This is live, buddy. <laughs> All right. Now we're back with. <laughs> we'll do it live. Pat. Now we're back with the Midnight Society, and uh, Kristen is looking anxious. And uh, then they basically uh, get back into the story, and they are in. I guess it's a Ouija and cat or Ouija super cool bedroom. Uh, can you? <laughs> Do you remember what this bedroom looked like? It, it's like a hockey. Yeah, uh, one of them was playing hockey. I mean, obviously, this was shot in Canada because uh, Josh, while uh, Ouija, basically while Ouija and Kathy are sitting there looking at articles of the history of the spook house, for whatever reason. Yeah, where did they get these from? Oh, who knows? Yeah, they didn't have internet back then. I guess they. And each article is like super long, like like the. Paper. They must have gone to like, your the local library and looked up some microfiche. Uh, <laughs> it's must be like Canadian paper sizes or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this superly rectangular right. piece of. Paper. But uh, Josh is over there uh, practicing his slap shot for some reason, and. Uh, Ouija finds out, uh, but anyway, the bedroom reminds. Wait, 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 but Steve, this is this bedroom. We, we really are glossing. Yeah, I was just about to bed. jump into it. I was going to say, the bedroom okay. is on par with that of uh, Johnny Arcade's bedroom in um, Video oh, Power. Okay. Like, like if those people had made one that was hockey. For right. You, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. He's got like a. It's got like a miniature like hockey net mm. in there. I don't. Even, I think There's it was like, full uh, size. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I'm yeah, no right. expert. Like he was like skating mm -hmm. around. Um, there were like, uh, like, like an audience painted on the wall. Like they, they could not have made this just <laughs> for this one scene, right? Yeah, they probably use it from another show. Um, but uh, more, more power to like, them. What, what show could? <laughs> like, I, I am so curious about the origin of this set. <laughs> I maybe it's the weed gummy. I don't know, Steve. <laughs> But it just seems like something I'd like to explore well, and uh, make it my personality going forward. Well, Agent Yehel, you can do some side research on your own once this episode is over. <laughs> uh, so Kathy reads an article, um, says that Zebo, um, like they actually they start out with saying that this isn't the first spook house that um, the original burned down and they built a new one. And the reason why it burned down was because uh, Zebo who was a real clown who worked in the original spook house. He stole the carnival's payroll. The cops chased him into the spook house, but the whole place caught fire because of one of Zebo's discarded cigar, cigar butts. So uh, that, there you go, kids. That's a big uh, anti-smoking um, lesson there for you. Don't smoke cigars. You might just uh, burn yourself down in a spook house. And uh, so, yeah, in fact, Josh, I, Josh has some pretty funny one-liners. I mean, they're not like belly laughs, but he says, uh, eh, looks like smoking is bad for your health. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Zebo <laughs> perished in the fire. And uh, then they say they built a new Laughing in the Dark, which, as we said, is the name of the spook house. And they built a spooky dummy of Zebo at the end uh, just to sort of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> pay tribute to him. And legend has it that the ghost of Zebo is trapped in the fun house. And uh, then out of nowhere, I guess this, like the, in here. What, what, what did you think of that? What, what did you think of that like backstory? For I Zebo? liked it. Uh, I mean, I would say it's very, very Scooby-Doo, uh, but that is okay for the age group that we're dealing with. Like, and um, it helps set the stage for what Josh is going to experience um, once we get into the second act. Um, yeah, and, and I like that they made it like a, a, a bit of a darker uh, story mm -hmm. than you, you would usually see on someone a show. Someone actually towards kids, although again, this is more like for teens. Yeah, like somebody actually mm -hmm. dies, you mm -hmm. know, uh, in a gruesome way, burned alive, yep. you know. Mm -hmm. so. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff for sure. And uh, out of nowhere, I guess he was trying to just sort of break the tension, or maybe he was because Josh is kind of a jerk. We haven't painted it yet. Uh, pretty arrogant, and he tries to tickle Kathy. Um, which is a little weird, but you know. Well, he said he says that like Zebo. He heard that like Zebo likes to trap children, and he actually likes to do something vicious. Goes and tickle them, and he's like, tickle, right, tickle, right, tickle. right. And they're friends, so it's all okay. <laughs> and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is you know. Right, right, right. Do. I'm just uh, yeah. I'm trying to say that it's okay. I mean, Canadian kids. Obviously, the kids in America are too tough to be tickled. <laughs> right, right. right. Too badass uh, a country. So, uh, yeah, 
basically, sh uh, Josh chases Kathy uh, outside of the house. Kathy runs to their um, garbage pail, which is on the side of the road, and grabs the top, and Josh runs into the top of it and falls into the grass. What did you uh, sort of think about that bit of slapstick? I mean, uh, unnecessary, but, you know, it, it was fine. Yeah. Um, and at least, like, it helps, you know, them have a little bit of a character moment. Because, you know, for, for a show that has, you know, it's only 22 minutes mm. once you take out the commercials, and you've got, like, three or so Midnight Society segments in there as well, they managed to, like, really develop these kids' characters um, pretty well. It's like, it's, you know, like, writers could take note here of DJ McHale's... Uh, the way he developed the characters in such a short period of time. Bah, 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 bah. DJ McHale in the house. Mur, 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 mur. Does that work for you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, sure. no, I actually agree with you. And but see, I was trying to think like, why is that there? And uh, so basically Josh falls down and then Kathy <laughs> delivers a very sort of, I don't know. Uh, she's a very sort of spunky 90s, like little kid sister kind of thing. She says, don't right. mess or I'll bung you in the head. <laughs> bung? Yeah. Know. But, uh, but yeah, I think the whole reason why it's there is that uh, it's sort of... Because Paul Heyman paid them <laughs> uh, some money to use a trash can <laughs> lid on a child's head, you know, to promote ECW, Thank right? you for another pro wrestling reference. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's there because uh, I think uh, they wanted to hurt Josh's pride, so he gets basically right. angry. And gets up and says, oh, you guys have to be doofuses to think this is real. Like, that's why they built the, uh, you know, Zebo statue to scare kids. And this is what leads up to uh, Ouija daring Josh to go in there um, alone. And then they have a really cool transition where, like, uh, Josh, I think Josh puts his hand on um, Ouija. And they sort of, like, he sort of moves him towards the camera. And then, bam, they're right in front of the carnival and it's at night again. Yeah. And uh, Josh says, uh, you're going to uh, regret that because I'm going to go in there right now. And uh, then like Ouija's like, oh, well, we, how are we going to know if he actually goes through with it? Uh, you need to steal Zebo's nose. And um, so basically that uh, sets off Josh and he approaches the entrance of, of the spook house. Yeah. And the, and the bed ends up then becoming that. Uh, he's going to get the nose, but then Ouija's going to have to wear the nose for a week. Yes, thank you for adding that. Uh, so he approaches the entrance and bumps into the carny once again and says, uh, and we got another fun little rhyme here from the carny, and he says, uh, it's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. And then uh, Josh ventures forward and counting all the lame uh, animatronics, which, man, they really nailed those. They really did. Uh, he yeah. sees a mirror, and then there's a giant dragon's head that shoots flame, a real flame. I don't know if they would have those uh, in the real world, but whatever. It looked cool on the show. And then he, he starts smelling uh, cigar smoke. And then he enters uh, the room with the doors with the numbers on it. And he immediately picks the right door to where that would allow him to exit the spook house, like no harm, no foul. But then he realizes that he has to get the nose or he'll be, quote, uh, dead meat. Uh, there's actually a lot of monologuing from Josh <laughs> that's, uh, that we're yeah. going to see. But again, I, I think it's okay for the, for the crowd that we're dealing with. Uh, and he's, uh, he's obviously scared and he's trying to like man up. <laughs> At one point he starts beating his chest and reciting uh, Jordan Peterson quotes. <laughs> 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 and uh and yeah he ends up uh grabbing the nose and uh and then he's good uh what did uh what did you think about uh josh's um you know journey through the funhouse yeah yeah i totally agree with everything you said uh like you said there is a lot of monologue but it shows us a lot too about his character mm -hmm. and you know what his character is supposed to be so works for that stuff and like you said it's for the audience that it's for it's it's certainly like more than more than more than just serviceable. but uh yeah i really like the fun house and how they set everything up and some some neat angles were used to in there to add to the creepiness so all in all pretty mm, good some fun colors and then it's great so after he grabs a nose of course he uh he feels like a a big alpha male <laughs> and no no longer <laughs> is he an incel he's a big alpha male 
And I don't know if they did this on purpose, but Josh eh, pretty much gives Zebo the middle finger. He's got the uh, nose on his uh, middle finger, and he's like, huh, see you later, Zebo." Uh, did you notice that? Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I was like too distracted by how much of a man he had become. <laughs> his voice changed. It yeah. was a, he had like a five o'clock yeah. shadow. It yeah. was amazing. I knew I was no longer the leader of the pack <laughs> because of his alpha. You were taking uh, down a whole pail or peg. God. Yeah. A whole peg. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Josh leaves and then um, the camera pans down to Zebo's to the crack of Zebo's door. We see some lights and smoke emanating from it. And uh, now we are back with the Midnight Society. And um, Kiki tells Christine to give up. And Christine says she's fine. Now, uh, what do you think about uh, Kiki and her attire? Do you know which one Kiki is? Do I need to describe her to you? Yeah, which one's Kiki? Um, she's, uh, I'd say she's... Oh, wait, Kiki, Kiki's the one uh, that's harassing the blonde girl about being Well, scary. they're all sort of harassing her, but yeah, I would say Kiki maybe more than others. But uh, she's, um, you know, she's here. a person of color, and she's wearing all denim and a red headband. What do you think of that outfit? Well, I remember um, the Spanish guy that they had on the show. Like he also, they also had him dressing like kind of similarly like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I remember as a kid, I hated that crap because you know being Puerto Rican, I was like, oh god, great, another one of us that's like dressed like this. So basically, what you're saying is uh, you don't want to wear a red uh, headband in order to increase our downloads and subscribers. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, As a matter of fact, I, I mean, don't. yeah, it's a pretty bad uh, stereotype. I mean, it's not the uh, actress's fault in any way. Uh, it's just a no, lack no, no. of. They're, they're, but they're trying. It, it's just what a coincidence that they, the pretty, the person of color is the one that's like street or urban. Yeah, that's know. like what a the really only kind of dated, kind of cringy thing that happened in this episode, at least uh, I would say. Um, yeah, but and I mean, then again, like. You know, I, I'm looking at some pictures from like other episodes mm. um, with her, and and sometimes they have her dressed like I don't know. I don't. I'm starting to think Urban wasn't or hip hop wasn't what they were going for. I think they might have been going for uh, uh, a member of the Warriors. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Kiki, come out and play. <laughs> All right. But either way, yeah, they made her like the uh, sassy. Yeah, it's a stereotype uh, street person. Woman of street color. person. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. That's what they did back then. Uh, but she does a good job. I mean, she 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 does a good job with, with her performance right. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So now we cut to uh, Ouija, and uh, they are back. Uh, I think they are at uh, Ouija's house again, and he's wearing a Zebo's nose. Yeah, they're out um, sitting on the steps. And Josh acts like it was nothing. He's uh, super arrogant. His uh, machismo is uh, over the top. His like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he's oozing. Machismo yeah, yeah. He's gonna be getting his... all the ladies now. Um, and uh, they basically Josh annoys Ouija so much to where he takes off the nose and throws it. And uh, Kathy calls Josh a snot. Ooh, I can't believe they allowed that. And uh, then they go inside, and Josh is like, eh, I'll, I'll go get it for you. You know, you have to wear it at school later. And uh, he sort of um, traverses uh, the corner of the house, and um, he smells uh, cigar smoke again. He picks up. The... Yeah, I think we actually see the cigar Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to get to that. Uh, he picks it up and goes, and then again, much like in the fun house, the camera pans and and they show the cigar smoke and you hear uh, Zebo laughing. Uh, again, he's around the corner and they never- Oh, we don't see him. Yeah, yeah, they never show Zebo except for, I, I guess I left this out of my notes. When Josh is going through the house, there's a really brief shot like behind, when he's looking into the funhouse mirror, they show the carny in like the clown makeup, like really briefly, right. but then you never see it again, which I think is super effective, um, as you will see. So he cautiously picks up the nose and leaves, and yeah, and then we see whatever, and we hear the clown laughter. Okay, so interior, we are at Josh's place, and it's at night. He reads a letter from his parents. Parents are saying that they are gone for the night, uh, and uh, 
He's basically making his own dinner. I think we've all been uh, home alone at one point as a young lad. So this is all like, a, or last, <laughs> this is all a super <laughs> relatable. Uh, Josh hears a door creak and already he, uh, he's on edge. He grabs a bat. He goes and inspects a closet, but nothing is there. Then the phone rings and he picks it up and it's Ouija. And uh, Ouija apologizes for getting angry and throwing the nose. And um, he's like, hey, maybe we can just call off the bet like entirely. But of course, old Josh, he's just <laughs> too much of a son of a bitch. And he's like, nope, you're not getting mm-hmm. off that easy. And then uh, the phone, ri- and this is a sort of classic horror trope. The phone wings again and Josh is like, I told you, Ouija, you're not getting off, but it's Zebo, And he's saying, give it back, give it back. And then Josh hangs up. Josh uh, sets the table and monologues to himself. Uh, He uh, takes the dinner out of the microwave and it's smoking cigars. And uh, he looks at the ground and sees a... uh... You you think think, uh, Josh at this point would know exactly what's going on. Right, 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 for sure. And Adam, what did you... Okay, so they show the footprint. (laughs) Man, it's... Oh, I love it. I love this. It's so cheesy. There's a giant Z. So, like, uh, he had spilled pudding earlier, Mm -hmm. right? So, like... He sees this footprint and it's like a clown shoe footprint, mm-hmm. but in the middle of the clown shoe is a Z. So this implies that like, I guess Zebo went through the trouble of having like special custom <laughs> shoes with a Z, like insert into the, uh, the, the sole of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty funny. Uh, just cheesy and kind of campy, but honestly, in a wonderful works. way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Steve, maybe the Z was for Zeus from no holds barred. <laughs> uh, Tidy Lister's greatest. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever Yahel makes a reference to pro wrestling in this episode, you should take a shot. (laughs) Or. No, we want you to stay and be awake by the end of it. By the way, we do have Smoke Monster in the chat. Good seeing you, buddy. What up, Smoke Monster? Uh... Yeah, you, 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 I assume you also loved the the dumb clown show. Yeah, oh, it was great. I mean, this is just everything about this episode is uh, super tight, but I'll save that to the end. So uh, Josh, he runs to his room and calls Ouija again. And he's like, hey, did you, did you call my house? He admits that he's scared and asks if Ouija called. He hears someone, you know, pick up the phone on the other end. And this is a great because they're on landlines. And, oh, man, does, right. does that take me back? This took me back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, what's his name? Ouija is like, we only have one phone. It's got to be in your house, Josh. And it's like, yeah, they heard they heard somebody picked up the the, the line. Yeah, the, a second. And it's great. It's an old shit moment. And uh, he says of Josh, and, and it's something that would only work in uh, the '90s. You know that? Well, I, I mean, people people still have landlines to know what mm-hmm. they are, but you know, I, I think like in 10, 15 years, this this won't wouldn't work. Nope. That's why you got to keep revamping the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, but. Uh, so he hears someone on the and we did that and uh what's his name zebo says if you don't give it back i'll come up and get it and josh uh, locks his bedroom door and I, did you think it was funny that he had not only like the sliding lock but then he had like a regular lock as well i guess they the production designers really wanted you to see the lock uh, as he locked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was weird too, especially for like a kid's mm-hmm. room to have all these ways to like lock the door from only the inside of the right. room. But uh, so uh, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I think it was you know just to move. Sure, the sure, absolutely. So yeah, some the handle actually uh, starts jiggling as if someone's on the other end trying to to get in, uh, and then and this was an an awesome touch. Uh, a balloon like blows up from the crack bottom crack mm-hmm. of the door with words written on it, uh, give it back, then it pops. Like, this yeah. sounds like something <laughs> the Joker would do to Batman or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, you, you really have to see it to appreciate mm-hmm. it, but it, it almost looks as if though the the balloon was already inflated and it squeezed itself through the bottom mm-hmm. of the door the way they do it, even though it's actually inflating and you're supposed to, like, know it's inflating. But it's a really cool, I'm sure very easy to do little... Uh, yep, it all works with the clown and creepy clown motif. Uh, Josh, uh, he escapes his room through a window, and then he basically makes his way back down to the ground and runs all the way back to the Laughing in the Dark spook house. It's now closed, so none of the animatronics are on doing their stupid animatronic thing. And he makes his way all the way to the the room of doors uh, with the numbers on it. 
and uh, the one uh, he opens uh, Zebo's door. Uh, wait, Zebo's door. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, sorry. Zebo's door opens, but this time there's just a bunch of smoke and flashing lights. Uh, you can't see into it. Uh, Josh not only gives the nose back, but he <laughs> apologizes and even gives Zebo some cigars. A box of cigars. Mm-hmm. I mean, how a... Uh, Where did he get... I, I guess maybe from his dad. They're his dad's cigars Yeah, I was about to say, how did a 13-year-old buy a box of cigars? But hey, it's Canada. I don't, I'm don't. i not really familiar like with a, Canadian law. And it's like a big, nice, I think maybe even wooden box of cigars. Be, like, it's not Zebo like was like, are these Cubans? <laughs> no, that did <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, he puts it down, and then uh, Zebo's door closes... And then um, the right one opens that allows you to escape. And then we see one last shot. After Josh leaves, we see one last shot of Zebo with his nose uh, laughing. And then um, outside of the spook house, Josh sees the carny smoking one of the cigars that he gave, and he's laughing. And uh, then that's pretty much the end of the story. And we are back with the Midnight Society. And then, uh, and I really like this touch because they argue about the ambiguity of the end of the story, uh, saying that, right. oh, the old man was Zebo, And then another one was like, well, how could he have done all that stuff at Josh's house? And then, I mean, then they didn't even have this point. Like, what if this was all in Josh's head, man? What if he was just going on like a, <laughs> you know, a big psychological journey here, he, dude? He is a redhead. <laughs> so uh, the younger Midnight Society member, uh, I, the one who was sitting next to Christian, I, could, I promised myself I was going to write his name down, but I guess I didn't. Uh, he he like, looks up at Christian, Kristen with a uh, mask, clown mask on, and she freaks out and runs away. And uh, the guy who's the leader, he says, meeting adjourned. And at the end of every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, they pour water on the fire. And they usually say, um, like, um, the, that's the end of the, the, their meeting or whatever. But this time he just says. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. They have like a little scene yeah. for the meeting. Adjourned. Yeah, and then they all run after Kristen and the other um, get dude. Uh, and that is the end of the story. Of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Anything else to add on the the big climax of uh, Laughing in the Dark? Uh, no, no. I think you covered it pretty well, actually. I'm ready to, to render it. Okay, over. let's uh, do that. Let me just find it here real quick. All right. Uh, submitted for your approval, uh, Yehel Velasquez. <laughs> Uh, do you think that Are You Afraid of the Dark should be left in the darkness of the 90s, never to be heard from again, or should it continue to be remade until, I don't know, humanity is destroyed by aliens? Well, Steve, uh, I don't think we have a choice because there's currently a, a reboot or a continuation of Are You Afraid of the Dark that started like in 2019 mm-hmm. or something that's uh, running strong, apparently. But uh, yeah, I mean, as for the OG, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I definitely say save it. Uh, Really good show, still holds up. I I think I watched this episode randomly maybe like a year or two ago. Wow, that is random. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, I really like the show. It holds up surprisingly well. I mean, you're not going to come away from any of these episodes like genuinely scared. Mm. Some of them are a little creepy, uh, you know, but they're still they're still fun. What, what, what about you? Oh, I agree uh, 100%. This, uh, this particular episode and uh, the OG series should definitely be uh, preserved, uh, <laughs> tossed in a um, you know, time capsule uh, so future shows can know how to write kids properly. And that's what I enjoyed about it the most. The kids acted uh, like kids, and it was just a uh, really uh, tight plot. And, uh, yeah, and this is one of the few ones that I remember – being slightly creeped out about they did a good job with the suspense like at the end when uh zebo yeah. pops out or even before when he's like you know about to take the nose you just you know i think that's one of the things when you look at like a, a statue of something and that's like you know one of the classic sort of tricks if you go through a haunt you know you go into a room and there's a bunch of like statues and uh, you don't know which of the one is real. Uh, so, um, you know, that's one of the sort of the, the classic fears, if you will, that this yeah. uh, episode sort of plays on. 
And I think there's a general distrust of carnies and carnival folk. Right, right. Uh, which, I don't know, according to the guy that I interviewed, um, uh, the uh, the industry has cleaned itself up over the years, um, <laughs> but once again, you can check out that episode. As Vince McMahoning you during it. Well, he's uh, he's conning me, is what he is. I'm his I'm his Mark, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, one hundred percent. Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, should be saved. So let me just find the. Why do I always have a hard time finding these things? And there it is. In accordance to Obscurity Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. So that's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, Good show indeed. Uh, uh, there, there, uh, Mr. Uh, Agent. Yeah, and uh, you can watch it uh, on. I know it's part of Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only place, and I, the new series I believe is there as well. I know that you said that it made you feel like you felt like you were too old for it. Basically, it made you feel like it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, quite as adult friendly. I guess uh, I don't know. It didn't feel like the original uh, enough. Uh, to, it was weird. Like, yeah, they. F- focused i feel like they actually focused more at least on that pilot episode that i watched they were focusing more on like the new member joining like it opens up with like her in her room Mm -hmm. listening to popular tween music and stuff Mm -hmm. and she's like oh no i almost forgot and she's like running because she's like late for the the meeting and then all the other members are like she's late i don't know if we can trust her well let's give her a chance anyway and uh i i just Well, you know, there is an ep- at least one episode I can remember of the original or You're Afraid of the Dark um, where part of the story is a new person. That might be the pilot, and, to be honest with you. And they yeah. have and they have to do uh, basically to get into the Midnight Society, they have to like tell like a good ghost. Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's how I remember. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, overall, uh, you know, like I said, the show is on Paramount Plus um, and yeah, definitely worth a watch. They also have Nick Arcade up there. Nice. I know whole season um so my my question to you is uh should we delve further into the back catalog of early 90s nickelodeon yeah dude i i funny you mentioned hey dude offline i am down to cover hey dude i maybe we were online steve (laughs) lay off the gummies there bro all right well i know you have to get going so yeah uh, if you enjoyed this episode uh share it with someone you love or you want to scare and uh, we'd love to have your sub or download or however you're experiencing obscurity now. And, of course, uh, we've got a PayPal link if you would like to su- uh, support us. And But, of course, what support us even more is if you bought a comic book. So at the end of this, there's going to be a promo for the comic book that I wrote called Escape to Earth. And we'll see you uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! Thought I was done for. It's gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature, but then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks. Uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there. Things just got even weirder. Escape, 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 escape.
36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.